If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And welcome to News Night. In the next 60 minutes, see something, say something. Ghana's key anti-terrorism measure to court public support to fight threats has been questioned by the UNDP as it reviews communities with the highest risk in the northern part of the country remain unaware of the initiative. The release of the recent edition of the Global Terrorism Index confirmed the West African region as the hotbed of terrorism in the whole world. We have details as the Minister for National Security says some countries in West Africa have been caught off guard by the terrorist excuses shifting timelines. Yet government insists Agenda 111, which is next to none in the world, will be delivered before the end of President Okofado's tenure. Plus, abandoned health projects will be completed by end of 2023. Very major, massive infrastructure development in health in the world. That's By 2024, are you hoping that Chile will be completed? So the, mm-hmm. everything, if everything goes well, mm-hmm. the construction will complete, God willing, by the end. At the end of this year. We'll get to hear from the presidential advisor as he refutes assertions that doctors are leaving Ghana due to low remuneration. Yes, why? Doctors, for example, don't just go out there to go and work because maybe it's cause of money. Every young doctor wants to be a specialist. And also day one of the four days of NPP vetting exercise concludes with aspirants confident of sailing through to the next stage of the elections. As you're all aware, I've been through this exercise on uh, several other occasions, so I'm quite familiar and comfortable with this process. I am one of the first people that will come through the shortlist. Then from that, the November election, inshallah, I will most definitely win the election. 
We have details as there's a lineup of three aspirants, including former General Secretary Kobne Jepong, among the next aspirants to face the Vetting Committee tomorrow. We have business. Stability of the city for the next half of the year will strongly depend on assessments of Ghana's economic program with the IMF in September. We hear from currency analyst Courage Buti. And uh, in sports from a Ghana International Slam, the Ghana Football Association for the decline of the game and the poor showing of various national teams in recent time. We'll hear from Derek Boatin and Ajman Bedou shortly. And in a surprising comeback, Kumasi Anglican Secondary School have been crowned 2023 Ashanti Regional Champions off the NSMQ after beating Prempe College to make their debut win. We, we told our students to just work hard and their glory will be theirs. So we thank God that finally the glory has been asked. Yes. We have that and more in tonight's edition of News Night. Do you well to join us with your thoughts and comments? Is via WhatsApp 55 You're watching or listening live on Facebook. You can, or social media platforms, you can tweet at us with a hashtag News Night. I am MFA Apau. And my name is Evan Spencer. Details after this. Hey, you ever buy credits where you get up to 20% of your money back before? Look, I tell you about Vodafone's a double promo. See, anytime you the recharge for a double, you get up to 20%. Whether it be short code or your Vodafone cash wallet, or you don't use credit transfer to your number or someone else. And now you be high tech, so you don't use my Vodafone app or any payment app. For a double. However, you do a Vodafone go send you up to 20% cash back. Cut a double into your Vodafone cash account. Who reload here? But then he enter. Top up your airtime with five Ghana CD or more in Vodafone's a double promo. And receive 20% of your money back straight into your Vodafone cash wallet. Recharge and cash out in the Vodafone Air Demo promotion. Vodafone, further together. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two, and three bedrooms, both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. A sky swimming pool, gourmet outdoor restaurant, and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. My name is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best. And when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Packaging Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue, Saiye pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack 
just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055-114-4400. Another quality product from Bell Aqua. Nothing feels so good like Bell Thanks for staying with us here on Newsnight. To our very first story for tonight, a report commissioned by the United Nations Development Authority, a program, I beg your pardon, UNDP, is questioning the effectiveness of government's key anti-terrorism initiative to get public support to fight threats. Well, the report, Vulnerability Assessment on the Threat of Violent Extremism and Radicalization in Northern Regions in Ghana Reviews, Communities Most at Risk in the Northern Part of the Country, remain unaware of the See Something, Say Something initiative. We'll be getting details of the report shortly, but first, more Burkinabes are trooping into Ghana to seek refuge following attacks on their communities by armed insurgent groups. The arrival of these refugees is raising security and health concerns in the Upper East region. Correspondent Albert Sorry has more. And looking very exhausted. These are people from Tarum Nwaga, a community somewhere in the south of Burkina Faso. They are here in Ghana at the Yarga number two community in Pusiga in the Upper East region seeking refuge. They say a few weeks ago their community was attacked by armed men believed to be members of an insurgent militant group. At least five people were killed and the rest of them had to run for their lives. Osmani Sebgo, one of the refugees, calls them Boko Haram. We were there at Tarim Nara. These Boko Haram people came there and told us that they want us to leave the place. We thought they were joking. For some number of days they came back and when they came, they succeeded killing about five people in our presence, slaughtered them. And when they did that, it now tells Don't us that everybody should run away, so we have to run away. We escaped from Tarumnuara in our community, and we, we went to Sanga. And when we went to Sanga, we got to Sanga and realized that that place too is not safe because they are coming there threatening the people that they will kill them. So we have nothing to do than to escape to uh, Ghana, where some of our relatives are. Some of the refugees arrived two weeks ago, and others followed later. An estimated 1,500 of them are currently in various parts of the Pusiga district. A lot of them are women and children, even toddlers as young as eight months old. As we are here, we didn't come with anything. And we are here, the people are helping us, and we are also helping our, ourselves small, small, and that's how we live. Nobody comes here to support us. Our people, even that we left there, we don't even know what is happening there. We want food for our children and our, ourselves. And look at the small children that are here. No school. At the Yarga number two community, where many of the refugees first arrived, the Ghanaians here are finding it difficult to give them shelter, let alone food. Here is the chief of the community. With your small family, at least 10 people in the family, and about 40 or 50 people come to add you, how are you going to feed them? Even you, you, with your 10 people, it, it gets to some time that you have to buy an ad. And now another people have come to join you. How are you going to manage it? So as for the food situation, it's an issue to them. 
NMF, you know, apart from the uh, food situation and the influx of these refugees, the main concern for the Ghana Refugee Agency has been the possibility of terrorist mm -hmm. uh, elements infiltrating the ranks of these refugees to cause havoc in Ghana. We've been listening uh, to Albert Kandapa, who is he has been speaking at the United Nations headquarters during the Counterterrorism Week, and he's been talking about the challenge facing many West African countries when it comes to these terrorist groups. He says uh, some countries in West Africa have been caught off guard by the terrorists. The reality is that many African countries, particularly those in West Africa, least expected that the threat profile in the region would evolve in a manner where terrorism would emerge as the foremost threat to statehood. As a result, little efforts were made to invest in building the right kind of resilience that is needed to prevent the spread of terrorism. And so as the menace continues to spread from the Sahel region to coastal West Africa, I must say that a number of countries in the region have been caught off guard. We are now raising against time to simultaneously enhance our military capability and invest in non-kinetic interventions, mainly along border communities considered to be vulnerable to radicalization and terrorist infiltration. And all of these, all of these are being done at a period where our economies are yet to fully recover from the shocks of the COVID-19 pandemic and the effects of the unfolding conflict in Ukraine. At the regional level, Efforts at curbing the spread of terrorism and violent extremism have led to the emergence of multi-country security mechanisms. The Accra Initiative is one of such regional security mechanisms aimed at preventing the spread of terrorism from the Sahel region to coastal West African states along the Gulf of Guinea. Well, he's been making reference uh, to that global uh, counterterrorism report, and he mentions that it confirms West Africa, which includes Ghana, as the hotbed of terrorism in the world. It is important to improve upon the governance of the various countries. We need to have more democratic forms of governance. We need to improve upon inclusivity in the governance of the uh, country. We need to ensure that civil societies are given a role to play in the governance of the country. And above all, that the accountability mechanisms that exist in the various countries are also made to work such that the governments of their respective countries can be held to account. I think, ladies and gentlemen, we have very limited time to act. The atrocities unfolding in the Sahel region and West Africa reveal the sheer scale of threat confronting us. The release of the recent edition of the Global Terrorism Index confirmed the West African region as the hotbed of terrorism in the whole world. That's the National Security Minister Albert Kandapa there speaking in the United Nations headquarters. Well, uh, just last year, uh, the Ministry of National Security launched this uh, 
anti-terrorism campaign and to create awareness uh, getting citizens just like yourself to see something if and you see something, something to say something the citizens awareness campaign was to encourage the public to get involved to be vigilant well but the UNDP a year on they've commissioned a report and that report says communities especially in northern Ghana uh, they, uh, northern Ghana is most at risk when it comes to the potential for terrorist attacks uh, are completely unaware of the See Something, Say Something uh, campaign and even the slogan that it was designed to get the public to, to, to move along with the uh, ministry in executing this. Maxwell Bagba uh, joins us in the studio with details of this. Maxwell, uh, what did it say about the See Something, Say Something campaign specifically? Well, Evan, so the report has been sharing how we can reduce or eliminate um, the vulnerabilities of these communities. Um, it talks about youth empowerment and then it moves on to talk about improved information sharing, intelligence gathering, early warning and collaboration. It says, most importantly, uh, we have to improve public awareness of information campaigns such as the see something say something campaign and it, it says so far communities are unaware of what it means it goes on to say that the slogan must be exhaustively translated into local languages for now they say that is non-existent so it's difficult for the communities to actually interpret and carry on the message of what we're trying to preach and then it goes on to talk about improved information sharing across government agencies in the northern part of the country and then improved data collection on firearms related injuries in hospitals and clinics now the report mentions that aside from poverty limited opportunities and high youth unemployment and underemployment um they are the cross-cutting themes across all five regions in the northern part you know of the country it says across all the five regions Poverty, unemployment are an ever-present critical factor and cause for possible violent extremism due to unemployment and high poverty levels. It says even for those with education, people are willing to accept anything that is offered. Even for those who are educated, they are willing to In accept anything that is offered. In other words, they become easy targets mm -hmm. for terrorist cells who want to recruit, taking advantage of the poverty and lack of education to exploit that space. Exactly. Well, let's bring in Albert Yeliang. He's the National Coordinator of the Ghana Office of the West African Network uh, for Peace Building. Uh, we're grateful for your time here on Newsnight. So, um, looking at the details um, that the UNDP puts out in terms of the See Something, Say Something project, um, you are in the field also. Let's talk about your own assessment so far of this particular initiative. It's yielded the results that we needed. Yeah, thank you very much, um I, I think that the see something, say something is a good mantra, an agenda set by the government. You know, if you look at the face of it, um, the government has also, um, as I heard the minister, honorable minister, uh, speak, you know, about the strategies, the various multidimensional strategies and whole of community or stakeholder approach that has been adopted by the government, which we think, I mean, is good. We also think that that needs to be expanded more to involve many more people and so that the our expansion of this see something say, say something you know mantra can be well resonated with the populations because it looks to me and many of the conversations we've been having interacting at the community level the larger population of the communities and are those that are at risk 
of violent extremism, recruitment, and radicalization uh, do not seem to be aware, you know, and alert on their own, and also to expand the conversation around the awareness of, of violent extremism, uh, and especially if they see something, say something. So we might see it as a good initiative, but how then do we localize that? You know, so that every Tom, Dick, and Harry within the communities, and especially those that are at risk, you know, at the border communities and inland communities. So let's not focus only at the border communities. There are also some inland cities and uh, communities that are at risk and are, are serving as some kind of recuperation centers for uh, potential extremists, you know, and so or extremists. So we need to expand the conversation. Um, so that it does not become elitist, because as I said, at the community levels, there are many people who are not aware. So we need to deepen the awareness. You know, involve many more civil society organizations. Um, as the state set the agenda, involve many more community stakeholders, uh, the chiefs, you know, religious uh, uh, leaders. You know, so that everyone can expand or support expand the conversation. Otherwise, it can only become a an elitist narrative that uh, probably those who are closer to the issue or working with the issues are the ones who know. Recently, the government has been pushing messages through the telcos, you know, and to people's phones. I think that's also a good thing um, uh, to do so that anyone that has a mobile phone would receive the message. But to the extent of what that really means, it's also very important that we can rope in another strategy, you know, to make people know what really those messages mean and what they should do with it, what do they need to look out for or what do they need to see that they can say and to who and how do they say it is very important. So building networks among the various stakeholders, including the security agencies, that then can complement the intelligence that they are gathering, you know, for any reaction is very important. And first and foremost, if the community members are aware and alert, okay. then they are very conscious of their own environment wherever they find themselves and then can also support by observation anything that they may see around somewhere else, yeah, I mean, in their well, community. Well, Mr. Yongyang, I'm, I'm curious. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. All this while, uh, we are the view that many of these messages were translated into the local language for the locals, at least most of them who are not um, the elites and who are supposed to understand it and actually see something and say something. So all this while, from what you know on the ground, how then has this message been communicated to them? I mean, many of them would see this message as just ordinary messages they have been receiving. 
uh, push messages from the telcos. Now, we need to follow that up with a certain conversation. How do we interact with them? I have just uh, recently, uh, by uh, an activity by the NCC, National Commission for Civic Education, and also before then, UNDP um, had some uh, uh, awareness raising from Wa to uh, um, uh, 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 Tumun to uh, Paga to Zebela to Bolgatanga to Bongo, you know, several communities, you know, in the western region, where also Ohoy and all that, you know, and the, the, the conversations or the reports from the various uh, uh, populations, I forgot to mention Kumasi, you know, indicates that many of the people are really not aware, even though the, the, there has been a translation and sent to some of them. And as I said, some also see it as just ordinary push messages from the telcos. How do we follow that up with certain strategies that will let people know what they are receiving, the, 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 the impulse of it, you know, what it intends to do, it intends to do with the various populations that receive it. You know, that is something that we need to push as an agenda. Okay. We are grateful uh, for your time. That's Albert Yield Young. He's the national coordinator of the Ghana Office of the West African Network uh, for Peace Building there. Should we we bring in uh, also the government spokesperson on security and governance, Paul Griff Boachidankwa. Thank you so much uh, for your time. I'm I'm really wondering, looking at this particular report from the UNDP, uh, first off, though, what's government's reaction to this particular uh, report or the findings that uh, most of the people who are supposed to be seeing something and say something are really not aware about this uh, campaign i'm not sure i'm not sure that is that is an accurate description of what is happening on the ground when when government through the ministry of national security and the ministry of information jointly launched the campaign to educate the Ghanaian people on the threats of terrorism government's goal was to ensure that this campaign is translated into the various dialects and languages in the country. The launch was together with the Ministry of Information, which meant that the various ISDs went into the various communities to disseminate the information that had happened at the national office. And so this comes as a huge surprise that... um, UNDP is stating that the campaign hasn't reached its goal. You'll recall that there was an incident of some persons who were on a motorbike and it was purported that their outfits looked like terrorists, for which reason there was news all around the country. It is as a result of the fact that the message had gone down well and so the whistleblower saw these people riding on the motor and blew the whistle. Okay, but Mr. Dankwa, let me find out from you. We've seen the UNDP's report. I'm yet to see any monitoring and evaluation report from government. Is there anything like that? Government has a monitoring... Since you launched launched this particular project, see something, say something, has there been an independent monitoring and evaluation that has been done such that we can see exactly what has happened since we launched it? Absolutely, absolutely. Government evaluates its policies every now and then. It might not necessarily come into the public domain. Where, where can I find that report, for instance? No, I've that, seen the UNDP's report. If you would allow me, mm-hmm. if you would allow me. Mm-hmm. Government re-evaluates its policies that comes out. It may not necessarily come into the public domain, but it directs 
the policy implementation and the effectiveness of that. When we began the See Something, Say Something campaign, and we went around the entire country and also put a short code 999 and encourage people to see anything and then be able to communicate that, you'll recall that in recent times, because of government's own efforts of evaluating the policy that had come out, we see something, say something. We are now working very closely with the calculus. And so every now and then you will get a message on your phone, which is part of government's efforts of monitoring and evaluating to ensure that the message reaches the grassroots of the Ghanaian people. Okay, we are grateful. That's the government spokesperson on security and governance, Paul Griff, Boachi Dankwa. You're listening to News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. This is your election headquarters. And the new patriotic party, they've begun the vetting of the many presidential hopefuls. Ten people, ten individuals who are vying to lead the party into the 2024 elections will come before the party's vetting committee. And it began today with some heavyweights. Uh, Samuel Mbura was there at the party headquarters for us all day and joins us in the studio right now. Samuel, it started with uh, Alan Chermanting, the former trades minister who is sounding confident that he's already sailed through and is actually looking forward to going back onto the campaign trail and campaigning and say this is already a done deal. Exactly, Evans. Mr. Lanchemante, after the vetting, did not speak to the details of what actually transpired, but confident of going through the process successfully because he has been there before and announced that right after this exercise, he will hit the grounds to continue his campaign tours. I had a good interaction with the committee. As you're all aware, I've been through this exercise uh, on several other occasions, so I'm quite familiar and comfortable with this process. I think the important thing uh, for you uh, is to know that tomorrow uh, I will start my constituency tours in Greater Accra. Um, I have decided that I'll introduce an innovation uh, into my constituency uh, tours by clustering constituencies for the purpose of bringing a party executives together, not just within their own constituencies, but in a few other constituencies in the cluster. That will help energize uh, our, the rank and file of our party. I mean, it's all about making sure that we work together as a party in our march towards victory 2024. So I hope we can work collaboratively with you um, on these rounds uh, that will begin uh, tomorrow. May we know some of the issues that came up in the event? No, uh, it is not appropriate for us to discuss issues that have been uh, discussed uh, in camera. That has been the uh, tradition and practice of our party. So Mr. Tremantin will not discuss the specifics, but Kojopoku also came before the committee and there was one issue that we were all anticipating may come up, which is the questions around whether he's been a card-bearing member of the party for the constitutionally required at least five years. Exactly, Evans. So uh, for you to be in good standing and uh, eligible to uh, contest the flag-bearer race, you must be five years of good standing. You must be of good character. Kojopoku says that he has all these credentials to sail through the process. 
Well, the party constitution says that anybody that wants to stand has to have a minimum years of five years membership in good standing. I qualify, and that's what's mod and, and that's what matters. Are you ready to go through this race? We know after birth, and this, it doesn't end there. Why would anybody lead their supporters along the way when they have now gone this far? I started this process last year, February, and with all the support I have across the nation, it shows that I am the one who the youth of this nation are looking forward to. I don't see anyhow any form that I'm going to look. The five that is going to be shortlisted, I am one of the first people that will come through the shortlist. Then from that, the November election, inshallah, I will most definitely win that election. What about Dr. Baumia? Was he there himself? Obviously, he had to be vetted, but did he speak to you afterwards? Not really. After that, there was a mop around him, so he had to move away uh, with his security uh, guards. But uh, one of his, uh, his technical advisors, one Alice Raj, uh, indicated that the signal is still strong for the Baumia campaign team. Our vision is to bring somebody who can help the country Ghana. If you look at Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, how he helped his horse the president of the nation, Nana Dudankwa Akufado. You see that he, the man is very humble. The man is unifier. The man understands what is leadership. He has never had a problem with his boss. That alone gives him 100% confidence that he can run this thing. How are the delegates resonating with your message and how strong is your signal? Well, the signal is very strong and I'm telling you, I'm telling you with confidence, with no doubt in my mind, this election is a done deal for the vice president of... People sounding very confident after the vetting. What about going forward? This is three down today. We have at least seven more to go. Exactly. So tomorrow we have uh, Honorable Bache Jaku, who is a former energy minister, Kobleje Japon, former general secretary of the party, and a sen uh, central MP, Kennedy Japon. Uh, these are the three that are expected to um, come before the vetting committee for tomorrow and subsequent aspirants. Uh, subsequently, the other aspirants will also um, get their turn to be vetted. Okay, and that's uh, something that I'll be keeping a close watch on for you. So live here on News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. After the break, we'll, we'll take you uh, to our latest uh, series, the floods of trauma. May details of that pretty shortly. And then the latest from the NSMQ. Well, that's sad news there. Um, James Lutrot, you know, he represented um, Keta SHT as one of the contestants and sadly passed on. Um, we, we're getting details from the National Science and Masquerade, the organizers themselves. We have all that and more shortly after business with Beverly Broom. Hello, Beverly. Hi, MFA. What's in business? Welcome to the new world uh, of business that's mtn one sponsor of business news on news night as well as ghana pay and alliance life coming up in our headlines stability of the city for the next half of the year will strongly depend on assessment of ghana's economic program with the imf in september we'll hear from currency analyst courage Buti, also banking consultant dr richmond this disputes assertions that international rating agencies have been in downgrading Ghana's economy. We have details after this break. From the first quarter, show a higher total gross profit for the fiscal year. A bit mere casa saying, Nana, who's not land you? He did a port ID. A bit mere says. Here are your items. 
Thank you for coming. Yes, two for ten CD. Me and two for ten However you do business, wherever you do business, MTN Business has a solution for you. Join us on 14th July at the Kumasi Mall and 28th July at the Rollins Park in Accra Central to learn how to do more and stay ahead of the park. Visit mtn.com.gh slash business or call or WhatsApp 0244-308111 for inquiries. It's time to scale up this July with MTN. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 Flamingo paint, superior hiding. Flamingo paint, superior coverage. Flamingo paint, superior durability. Flamingo paint, simply superior. No matter your water needs, 
Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexDH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. Thank you so much for staying with us. I am Beverly Broom to our very first story and currency analyst and research lead at GCB Capital Courage Butia stated that the performance of the Ghana City in the next six months will heavily depend on the economic assessments by the IMF in September. The Ghana City ended the first half of this year with a better performance than the same period last year. According to Bloomberg, the city lost about 11.21% to the US dollar, yet was still classified among African currencies with worse port returns. Speaking to Joy Business, Mr. Buti said meeting the IMF benchmarks will be crucial in helping the city. Um, looking ahead, uh, we need to implement the program and implement it well with credibility. A first review is impending. If we do the media review and then we suggest to the investor market that we are making progress with um, the macro reform and then the structural reform that we, we are targeting, if um, we can successfully pass the first review, mm. uh, which will be done in September and I believe the investment sometime in November, if we can successfully pass that, it is a good signal to the market that we are on course. And those will be some positives, of course. We've not had so much of a cocoa board going to market this time round, but it's a likelihood. And if they go, the inflow. Well, you have their currency analyst and research lead at GCV Capital, Courage Putti. Now, researcher and banking consultant Dr. Richmond Etuahene has stressed that there's no evidence indicting the rating agencies, S&P, Moody's and Fitch, which have been reckless in downgrading the Ghanaian economy in the past 11 years. Dr. Etuahene made the 
assessment that published in a research work showing that Ghana has rather received favorable ratings until recent times when the country started overborrowing and unable to serve the rising debt stock uh, of 11%. Now, speaking to Joy Business, he argued that a careful analysis of the methodologies used by the rating agencies for Ghana is the same used for developed countries like the United Kingdom. We borrowed and borrowed and borrowed, but if you ask me, what have we got to show? So those who are saying that they are not fair to Africans, who told the Africans to go for ratings? If Africans can finance their economy, there is no need to go to international market to borrow. There is no need if we can manage our resources. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Nobody forces us to go and borrow. If you read, read, read the literature, when Ghana want to borrow in 2007, when Dr. Baumia was part of the team, they started doing their homework from 2023 mm. before they go to 2027, trying to put the economy in order and physical discipline. Because at that time, we needed to borrow to build the buoy dam. Who are arguing? I'm mm. sorry, those who are arguing that they are not yet. They are not fair to Africans. I don't know. But the methodology used for Ghana is the same methodology used recently on the British economy. And the British economy was the... Now to some other stories. As part of supporting family businesses to aid in the creation of jobs, government has been entreated to support the sector. According to convener for the Africa Family Business Summit, Dr. Dennis Owusuote, more sensitization program should be held to help Ghanaians understand and acquire more knowledge about the family business schemes. He spoke to Joy Business at the 2023 edition of the Africa Family Business Summit. The education model of Ghana should consider teaching family businesses from the basic schools. So a lot of times, businesses start on the wrong note. They need to get it from the beginning. So for businesses to get it well, in the curriculum, family business management, and the knowledge of family business management or practice should be taught at the basic level. So with that, when they have it like that, it's easy so that in the nearby future, because family businesses contribute largely to the employment of the Ghanaian economy. They contribute to the GDP. Dr. Dennis Ousu Oting is the convener for the Africa Family Business Summit. Now, finally, the German corporation says it is investing 53 million euros in capacity development training for agricultural entrepreneurs up to 2027. Speaking to Joy Business, technical advisor GIZ Melani Hindara said the project dubbed Business Support Facility 
for resilient agriculture value chain seeks to transform the lives of many in the sector, especially women. GIZ, the Agribusiness Facility for Africa, together with GIZ Move Comcashew, we have launched the very first training of Gender Makes Business Sense Plus and we made it better for scaling and we also worked on the business modules. The entire volume of the project is uh, 53 million euros and then some of them is going into the development of the new training approaches. We have the core output which is the matching grant fund and then we also have an output for self-self exchange where stakeholders can exchange about how the implementation went. Maybe one country has developed a very innovative strategy and this can be shared then with other countries for the same value chain. On that note, we end business news on Newsnight brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Ghana Pay and Alliance Life. Thank you very much, Beverly. Let's do sports now. And Ms. Bao is here with the latest. Hello, Ms. Bao. Hello, Evans. Uh, well, it's uh, former Black Stars players Derek Boateng and Emmanuel Ajimanbedu. They've been lashing out at the Ghana Football Association for the decline of uh, Ghana football and the poor showing of the various national teams. And uh, this comes on, on the heels of Black Matthews' painful exit from the group stages in the Under-23 AFCON tournament. And, um, of course, that also follows the performance of the Black Galaxies at the Chan tournament earlier this year when they exited from the group stage. And the Black Stars at the World Cup and the AFCON tournament last year where they exited from the group stages respectively. According to uh, Derek Boatin, uh, he says things must change urgently as the FA seems to have no idea what they are doing. And for former under-22 and 20 walk-up winning midfield argument, the FA and other football authorities must be probed by a committee to unravel what is really wrong with Ghana football. I don't know how they approach this game, this tournament. They haven't had preparation. For, they, they never prepare for that tournament. Like I'm saying, football has been playing, has been played outside before you go to the field. And for me, we, have, we haven't done enough, you know, to be in the, uh, the, uh, uh, in the Olympic Games. That's the result, you know, because sometimes they think when you, you invite the players, then they have to go on the field and perform. No, it's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. So the for me, I think a lot of things have to be changed. A lot, a lot, a lot. I, know, I don't know what the FA is doing. For me, I don't think they, <laughs> they know what they are doing. They don't know what they are doing. They need to have an emergency meeting this week and bring a seven-member committee out. Even the government can involve somebody because they pay. They are paying with the players. So the government can involve somebody, the sports ministry. What is the use of uh, Mr. Abedi Pelis? The Tony, ba uh, Tony Baffles, uh, the Stephen uh, Apiers, the Suleiman Michaelis, bring them on board. Let them have a, a seven member committee and get what is really going on. Let them call people, ask them relevant questions. The rumors we are hearing, relevant questions. These individual people, bring them on board. Let them speak out. Maybe when we, we get them, what we want like this, they may talk. Then we, we take some positive things from there. Then you build on it. So you heard Imanol Bedu, former Black Stars player, and earlier we heard from Derek Boatin there. And uh, well, uh, just news coming in is that uh, the board and management of Kumasi Asante Kotoko have been dissolved by 
Otumfo, who is the club owner, and it follows the club's trophyless season uh, in the just-ended Ghana Premier League and FA Cup campaign in Ghana. So that's it for sports. Brought to you by President Hebo and Chako. President, every small matters. Oh, Piao, Asante Hene has spoken. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Now, we'll stay in the Ashanti region because uh, we'll talk about floods of trauma series and flood water spread, they threaten lives, inundate homes and businesses, destroy property in the process, damage and prevent access to essential needs. So, Nanabwache Dankwa Yadom visits residents of Dichemso in the Ashanti region who are facing apprehension as their homes experience consistent floods. He has our floods of trauma series for today. This isn't a moat house, neither is it a stilt building. This is an ordinary home in Dichemso, a popular right. community in Kumase. In a traumatic event such as flooding, residents experience difficulty sleeping. They get depressed, angry and heightened so feelings of anxiety. So you can see, it takes some tactics or techniques to get into this building. So residents have adopted another route. Instead of using this particular gate, they would have to use another stretch. Even at some point in time, they have to jump this particular wall before they can get out of their house. With the slightest formation of dark clouds, trembles. Her house is flooded after a downpour a week ago. When it rains, it gets to my neck. When the house floods, you have to go out for about three hours before you can get back to the house. The flood waters reached the window level of the building and covered almost all her personal belongings in her room. Days after the heavy flooding, she is still counting her losses. We are suffering. My child is unable to go to school because his books get wet. My room is flooded. Now this is the means of exit for anybody in this particular building. Because their house has flooded, they use this wall, this fence wall, as a means of exit. Streams in the community are blocked with gutters clogged. This isn't enough to properly channel the water at a rate that allows it to fully transport all the debt, twinks and leaves it collects, causing floods in the community. Now all gutters in this community is connected to this particular stream. The stream is unable to house the water because it is covered with sand. To allow the stream collect all the water, they have to scoop out the sand. And that is what is going on here. When it rains, the stream is unable to contain the water. This area gets flooded anytime it rains. When it happens, it breaks down the walls and destroys properties. Now, 
the Ditemsu Community Mosque closer to the stream has flooded, leaving worshippers to adopt a smaller space for worship. Amos Mensah has been in the community for the past 12 years. He narrates the situation anytime there is a downpour. This nice mosque isn't functional anymore because of flood. We only use a small portion. When it rains, you can't use this route. The problem here is huge. This is the main Nisha road. The Kumasi airport is just here. They should do something. We even see crocodiles in the stream sometimes. The flooded mosque can be described as a point for fishing. They want government to help solve the flood problem in the community. We plead with the government to do something about this for us. We don't have any money to rent a new house. Authorities should fix the gutters for us. If not, our challenge will continue anytime it rains. For Joy News, my name is Nana Bwachetankwayado, Kumase. And my name is Evans Mensa. I am MFA Apau. Well, endless list of excuses leading to a shift in original timelines. Yet government insists the Priority Health Infrastructure Project, also known as Agenda 111, which has been described as one of a kind in the world, will be delivered before President Akufuado hands over power to the next government in 2025. The project was to originally deliver 101 district hospitals, seven regional hospitals, and three psychiatric hospitals in Kumasi, and Tamale. But according to the 2023 budget, 89 district hospitals and two psychiatric hospitals in Tamale and Kumasi are under construction. Well, Tred, the district hospital was the first to start in 2021, but it's currently at 61% by the presidential advisor on health. Dr. Anthony Siasari insists it will be delivered in spite of the several shifts in timelines. Luckily, they've been able to clear the land. Foundation have been done. The contractors are moving to site to continue. So if you look at all these things, so already four sites are coming to be added on the Zone 8 sites. So that instead of only 12 of them be working, there will be 16 of them all working. It appears that we have a lot of excuses when it comes to this particular project. Because from the very onset, we knew that we need land for this. But uh, 21 months down the line, if we are still getting excuses about land and the topography and the nature of the land, we sorted, I think that... We that sorted be... all, all of them out. Okay. I'll give you an example. If you go to Edijama in the Ahafuano south, southeast, they have to cut the land continuously for one because it was so hilly and they have to make it flat. Timber. So what was, the, what was the timeline for Trader, for instance, when the it was trader, launched in 2021? The trader, when we did on 2021, Trader also had cutting issues. They have to cut a lot. Well, that's uh, Dr. Anthony in Siasari. Well, the full interview on the probe is available on the YouTube channel. It's time for National Science and Mass Quiz. And well, uh, the profound exhilaration swept through the camp of Kumasi Anglican Secondary School after beating five-time national champions Premier College to win the 2023 Ashanti Regional Championship of the competition. Emmanuel Brightquickle has more. In fact, we were not expecting this. 
strategy because our our students have really worked hard we we told our students to just work hard and their glory will be theirs so we thank god that finally the glory has been asked yes so we expect we are not expected it but at the end of the day i'm actually interested i was sitting yes. at the back there yes. and i realized no these yes. guys could actually come they, yes. they can do something yes away. in fact they are our main contestants well, so that's uh, Emmanuel Bright-Quick's report and a uh, rather sad um, news also that's coming in related to the National Science and Mass Quiz. James Lutrot, one of the contestants um, for Keta Senior High Technical School, that's a team member. Uh, he made his school very proud, but unfortunately has passed on. And um, the National Science and Mass Quiz has been tweeting about it amongst others. Um, my colleague, Max Olagwagwa, senior NSMQ reporter, uh, joins us in studio, um, of, of course, um, with details of what we are learning about this particular situation. Maxwell, what do we know? Yes, um, so MFA, the NSMQ handle on Twitter just posted, we are deeply saddened to learn of the passing of James Lutrot as a history-making NSMQ 2021 Keta SATS team member. He made his school and region proud as the first school from the Volta region at the NSMQ final. It says our thoughts are with his family at this difficult time. And we have some comments um, under that. This one here from Kelvin Ishan says, God created a very beautiful world, but people living in it are cruel and wicked. Rest in peace, bro, sleep well. This one here from Dr. Rashid Al-Hassan says, so unfortunate, condolences to the family. This one here says, Kwekwinchi says, rest well, young man, it goes on and on. But we have an audio of him um, in the 2021 finals of the National Science and Maths Quiz. Premper College won that particular year, 2021, with 53 points. Presec had 49 points. Katasko had 30 points. We have James Lutrot answering a question right in this audio. This is it. This is why we are here, an opportunity to lift this trophy, right? Once again, design a vaccine for viruses with high mutation rates, such as the cold and flu viruses. All right, Premier College, many protein fragments are represented so that the immune system overreacts. Evans? False. Yes. The vaccines tend to be unstable and deteriorate over time. It's a false statement. Yes. Specific virus may quickly become obsolete. Lutrot. True. Yes. And that's how he bows out. May his soul rest in perfect peace. And that's how we wrap up today's edition of Newsnight here on Joy 99.7 FM. Up next is our health and wellness series with Lexis Bill. We have Dr. Osafo, we have Wise Lecture, amongst others. You want to stay, we're, talk, we're talking about cardiovascular health. It's very important that you stay for this discussion. I am MFR Paul. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.